Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. When it comes to nutrition and your quote-unquote diet... We find that most people are aware of what they should be eating, but where they struggle with is matching what they want to eat with what they should be eating. On this episode, Coach Michelle and I dove into the psychological side of eating and how we can begin to reshape our minds on how we eat and how to become an intuitive eater. Thank you for listening as always. Please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes and leave us a comment. Let's get this started. So, you know, dupes, I was thinking the other day, uh, when it comes to nutrition, I don't think it's that people don't know what they need to eat, which is where I think a lot of people go to is they just feel like they don't know. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I think they do know. But what they struggle with is like figuring out where to go from where they are today. Right. So coming up with the game plan and, you know, thinking of the ways that the things that they need to do to get to where they want to be. So, you know, this term intuitive eating has been thrown around uh, recently. You know, just be in tune with what your body needs. You know, feed your body <laughs> what it needs. <laughs> do you like my voice? I do. It's nice, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so I kind of dug in a little bit and, and looked up what intuitive eating exactly is. And I mean, we have a sense of what it is, right? But I think it's... Personally, I think it's overemphasized and it's too simplified mm-hmm. uh, and it takes a lot more than that. So we want to just kind of dive into this topic and talk about what, you know, where we are, what's promoted, what we really think clients need to do, right? Or what we in, as individuals, in, us included, need to do and how we know that we've come to a good place. Mm-hmm. Like those are things I think components that we can cover in today's podcast. Okay. Uh, so intuitive eating by definition is eating style that promotes a healthy attitude towards food and body image, which sounds great. Sure. Uh, the view is that you should eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. Okay. If it was that easy, right? right everybody would do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's not. We all know that. Define full. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like when I finish bag of chips? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Or no, you know, think about it. Sometimes when you go out to eat, you don't even, you know, you eat so fast or you eat so much that you don't even realize that you're full until it's too late. And then you have that agonizing, like, ow, mm-hmm. why did I do that? Before Sometimes before your meal even gets there. Right. <laughs> so to me, intuitive me- intuitive eating entails, like, knowing when to stop, knowing, like, being able to sit down at a meal at a restaurant and not go for the first thing that like your eyes get triggered to yes but as you're sitting and looking through the menu you think to yourself like oh what did i not have enough of today like what is what can i eat here that's going to make my body feel good Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and and it takes a lot of work unlike what gets promoted you know to me i think nutrition and, and 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 quote unquote diet in itself right that that works best for you takes a lot of self-reflection and a lot of trying and error. It does. Um, but what the industry promotes is this simple fix, right? And then that's what people tend to go to because they just want that fix right away. Right. So then they fall for this, like, the most, 
trendy diet or trendy eating habits that's out there. And we have nothing against those things if it works for you. But the problem with those trendy diets is that it doesn't work for most people. Mm -hmm. Or it doesn't last. Yes. That's the key is like when we are thinking in terms of like eating habits and how to go about like correcting the course or getting them on a better path, you know, it needs to it needs to have a long range outlook. Mm -hmm. So this quote unquote trendy diet might work for you short term, but is this something that you can live with for 10, 15, 20, 30 years? If the answer is yes, and that just like lifestyle just wise, it works for you. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. um, but for most people, that's that's really hard to find that one particular diet that sticks to certain things. Right. Um, so the way I look at it is like, I think there's a lot that you can learn from these diets by experimenting. And obviously don't just dive right in just because it's trendy, but do some research on, you know, what it means to be like vegan or keto diet or, you know, a carnivore is another one and, and what those entail and the reason why people do it and kind of experiment with it and see how your body feels and, and how you feel throughout the day. Um, that's really, I think, important part of it. Um, and then decide like what aspects of this experiment, well, let's call it an experiment, uh, do you want to continue on or do you take away from? And is this something that's suitable to your lifestyle? Mm -hmm. um, so where I see the industry is and what people need to do, there's a, there's a huge gap, right? Because the industry wants to sell sell products that's catered towards and you'll see like whenever there's a trendy diet and i think you'll notice this is there's a lot more products mm. that's quote unquote keto friendly yes. that's get promoted and it becomes a label on a certain items that get sold at the store to try to trigger you into buying more products right in reality your diet doesn't need to entail buying these products mm -hmm. that's where the money suck is like they want you to continue to buy 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 at the end of the day it's a money thing they are not really necessarily looking out for your health although the idea itself might came might come from you know somebody who really wanted to truly help people the industry will inflate that and make it a money thing where they just try to sell more and more and more mm -hmm. uh, which in terms is, is not very helpful let's be real um, but so if you're somebody that's like, I just really don't know where to go or I don't know what to do. Tell me what I need to do. It's um, just be aware that it's, it's a long journey. It's not going to be a one time thing. You need to be committed to really figuring out, you know, what this is going to entail, how much energy you're going to have to spend and be willing to learn a lot about yourself. Mm -hmm. I think in general in life right now, like, we, you know, we live in this fast paced culture, right? So in many cases, we try to eliminate this decision making process. The quicker we can make the decision, the, the, the quicker the thought becomes automatic, the better it is. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's not so much so when it comes to your health. Like everybody, everybody is different. Everyone's different. Everybody is different. So what you may need in your diet versus what I may need in my diet, um, not just physiologically, but emotionally, mm -hmm. you know, because eating is emotional to a certain degree is a little bit different. And we need to find the balance that works for you and for me. 
And that's going to look differently. There's no one particular thing that's going to work for everyone. Right. And at different points in our life, it's going to change too. Right. Absolutely. And so it takes a lot of self-search. And and as, you know, I can only, I can relate to my own journey, Mm -hmm. right? And then I can also relate to like people who's gone through it. And the thing is, as you're going through the journey, just like anything else in life, you don't know what you're going through. But when you come out of the end of it and you look back and you say, oh, that all makes sense. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, it's one of those things. And the way the signs that you're getting there. Right. So then so it's like, how, where do I start and where do I want to be? Um, so the process of this takes a lot of, you know, like I said, self-reflection, self-discovery, just kind of figuring out what food works best for you. The sign, like your body is the best indicator of what's working, mm-hmm. you know, check your mood, check how you feel when you wake up in the morning. Um, how do you feel after morning after you drink five beers versus three beers? Are you a little bit more hungover and you're a little sluggish? Maybe that's a telltale sign of that you had a little bit too much to drink. Right. So that's what I'm just using alcohol as an example because it's an easy indicator. Mm-hmm. Now, take the same approach with sugar. You know, do you feel okay eating after one cookie in the morning after? Most likely you're fine, right? But then if you eat a whole box of chips Ahoy and then you wake up next morning super groggy, that tells you that you had too much to, too much sugar to eat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, one day you wake up super like tired and foggy and you have no idea, but then you look back at the day before his diet you notice that you lacked vegetables and fruits from your diet. It was all carbs and protein, and that was it. You know, that's a telltale sign that, hey, like your body might just need vegetables or fruits, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so just take these small mental notes, and it might help as a beginner to write down, you know, write down memos of how you felt after you ate certain things. You know, I happen to just kind of discover what worked for me kind of like an by accident during quarantine when i decided to go all right i'm gonna go meatless mondays and then i realized how good i felt when i stopped eating meat so then i just continued on that journey and i also realized that i don't crave meat yeah meat was something that was ingrained that like i needed to eat if i wanted to get strong right you know it's marketed that way right like if you yeah protein bro (laughs) i mean if you look at like a a burger commercial it's usually a guy with a deep voice (laughs) claiming to eat a quarter pounder a double quarter pounder so your (laughs) muscles can grow I haven't seen that commercial. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's so manly. That, well, those are the terms that they, sure. that they probably don't use it anymore. But, you know, they, they manly burgers, you know, like it's and that's what that's what was promoted. So I was like, oh, yeah, I want to get strong. I want to get big. So I'm going to eat beef, you know. And then but I never I never realized that I didn't really crave it or enjoy it. I just ate it just thinking that that would feel my muscle. Um, but then I just kind of stopped eating meat and I'm s- as strong as I have been before I was before. And I actually feel a lot better. My mental clarity is amazing. I mean, there's a lot of other life factors that I've kind of thrown into my life to make uh, a change to get to where I am today. But that's one of the key points and intuitively, right? So let's going back to intuitive eating intuitively. I just knew like always vegetables are good for you. Mm hmm. Fruits are good for you. 
Like, there's no no discussion in regards to if they're good or bad. You know, like, if you want to get to a really, really smaller scale of topic and you're talking about bodybuilders and competing and, you know, all that, like, small details after you hit all the bigger buckets, then we can get to that discussion. But let's be real. Most of us don't need to get there. You know what I mean? Like, we need to talk about the bigger buckets of item, which is, like, are you eating? Are you in? Are you eating enough vegetables or fruits? Yes or no? And most answer, most people answer no. You know, like they're most likely not taking enough veggies and fruits. And so, let's start there. And then also start to take note as to how you feel on the days that you ate enough vegetables and fruits versus how you feel when you don't eat enough of those. And here's the trick: is most of us, right? From my experience, most of us operate our days with lack of nutrients that our body needs so that has become our normal state right definitely and so we don't even know what it truly feels to feel good throughout the day you know what i mean right and that's a hard concept to grasp because as listeners you might be listening right now and you might be in that fatigued state that undernourished state where your body actually needs certain vitamins and and you've been lacking it for so long that that has become the norm but that how you're feeling today should not be the way that that you should feel Mm -hmm. that happens to me all the time with water Mm -hmm. i'll have like a couple really sluggish days i'll be kind of you know sad groggy whatever and then once i get enough water in me even Mm -hmm. you know then i then i feel so much better like a new human so what I hear you say is you're an intru- intuitive water drinker. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to call you an intuitive drinker because that sounds Right, bad. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for adding the water in there. Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're an intuitive water consumer. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's what I mean by being intuitive, you know, in regards to eating and drinking water and those kind of things. It's forming that habit and 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 kind of s- developing this different mindset mm-hmm. so how do we know that we have gotten to where we want to right and and it's to me it's a simple thought process being able to see your overall day and think in terms of like okay am i am i gonna have enough veggies today am i gonna have enough protein today and make decisions based on that and have a good relationship with food Mm -hmm. you know like that this we we talk about this having good relationship with food idea what it is is understanding that the food is a soul of fuel so there are certain things that we should be consuming and we should be aiming to hit certain points now this takes a little bit of education right like understanding like what our bodies needs i say you know we generalize it by saying you need vegetables but like you know, you should have something green in there, something red in there, something, you know, that's going to carry on. Like carbs get bad reps, but like carbs from from vegetables are really good for you. And you also need multi-grains. Like grains are important too. It's it's not bad. It's your body needs it. Right. As far as protein goes, depending on, you know, what you're following, you know, like I only eat fish. And so how can I supplement my protein intake you know i can you know i have a vegan protein shake that i drink and i'm very very conscious of that because i know that my protein intake could suffer because i don't eat meat 
Um, so making those decisions based on, you know, what your needs are and what you're eating throughout the day to ensure that you get, you're hitting that total package mm-hmm. and comparing that because there's one thing to think to yourself that you're taking enough, but to know that you're taking enough is a different thing. Right. And that's comparing notes. You wake up the next day and do you feel great? Do you, f- you start to feel good or are you still where you were? in a foggy state of mind and if you're still at the foggy foggy state of mind what do you need help with this is where like nutrition coaching can come in to help right like to really help you understand what you need to do uh to figure out what what your needs are there's difference between needs and wants and so that's to me is intuitive eating and assessing that you've gotten to where you want to go is being able to take a step back and look at what you're eating on a daily basis and say, Oh, you know what? I need to eat this. I need to supplement this in my next meal, next snack. This is what I need to incorporate to ensure that I'm hitting my, you know, hitting my, what my body needs, you know, for a general population, we don't need to calculate calories, macros, all those small minor details that the um, the media, you know, kind of tells us that we need to. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that in the previous podcast, but they do that because that's what sells, right? When you add number to it, like scientific and mathematic minds would kind of like get drawn towards that and say like, oh, this is easy. This is math. But sure you if you want to quote unquote simplify it that way you can but you're forgetting how your mind works how your psychology works like your cravings you're trying to not look at that and just base it off on numbers so those kind of things becomes the obstacle to achieving what you want what you're hoping to achieve mm-hmm. so rather than doing that we work the other way around we work from our mindset we work on our brains and stimulating the brain to thinking differently so then you can achieve your ultimate goal by attacking it from that angle so it's like hitting from a different area do, do you see what i'm saying i know i know we're kind of all over the place as nope, usual makes perfect sense but yeah. that's the way you know that we should be thinking about food i think we've been sold on how to look at food in a i would say not not so great way right uh, so we almost have to retrain our brain and retrain ourselves to look at food differently. Um, also, the other way of telling that you've gotten to a place where you want to be is if you can stop thinking to yourself that I quote unquote, I need to burn this. I need to burn this calorie. Or I need to burn this food that I ate last night. Like when you stop thinking that way, that's when you know that you've gotten to a really healthy step, healthy relationship with food. Right. And I'm not going to lie. That's something that sometimes I struggle with still. But that mindset has started to plant seed in my head. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. Because we can think to ourselves that we're, quote, unquote, burning the calories that we ate the night before. But really, that's not how our body works. Right. Right. But part of it is like, so, and, and I know exactly what the clients mean when they say that. It's like you feel a little bloated, you feel a little like salt, like your sweat tastes a little saltier than usual because of the fried food that you ate the night before. So when you sweat it out the morning after, it feels really good, right? So like that's, I think that's what they're referring to when they talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in reality, that's not really how it's working. But in that 
piece if they can take a look at and examine like, why do I feel super puffy today? And why does my sweat taste more saltier than usual? And look back in terms of like, oh, it's because of this that I ate, you know, and not not think to yourself like, oh, I need to stop eating that, but also just take a mental note and say like, oh, this probably is the reason why and just end it at that. Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't need to eliminate any food. There's times and occasions for anything. Um, but understand that certain foods have certain effects on our bodies. What do you think, Dubes? I'm applying a lot of what you're saying to myself right now. Mm. I'm I'm trying to get on a better uh, nutritional path right now. So, uh, but you know, I I didn't um, I didn't equate the mood and mm. the feeling with mm. what I had eaten the day before. I haven't I haven't put those two components together. So I am going to, I've been doing a little bit of journaling, not so much for the calories, just for awareness, mindfulness, like, mm -hmm. you know, those days where things can get a little out of control or you're not sure why, um, you're not hitting goals that maybe you wanted to hit or, or feeling a way that you, you feel like you should. So I've been trying to write things down just so I can see because there's little things that sneak into your day that maybe aren't necessary that are just habit. So I'm trying to make myself more aware of that so I can see where I need to switch things up, change things. But I guess I really didn't think about, you know, how do I feel the next day? Because that's huge for me. And that's a lot of what I've been um, feeling lately, like you know, as I age, I feel like, oh, I, I don't feel like myself today. So mm -hmm. I'm going to start to look at what I'm eating the day before and uh, applying it to maybe making some of those changes that I might need to make. Right. So in terms of food, right, like and and I know that we can't disregard hormones and chemicals that's within our, our, our bodies. But if you, re if you really think about it, food is the source of energy that we consume. There's nothing else that we put in our bodies aside from like the things that we eat and we drink that changes the chemical balance of our bodies. So food can be medicine. Food can affect how our brains and hormones and all that works together. Um, and obviously we can't examine every single part aspect of our body because it's so complex. Mm -hmm. But in a simple sense, what you eat matters, right. you know, like what you consume matters. So if we pay attention to that, there might be an answer that's hidden in there that we can kind of like discover. Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it. You know, it's, I know it's, it's a lot more complex than, than what I'm, what I feel like I'm making it sound like, but it's important to take note of that. And like I said, everybody's different is going to look die different. You know, everybody's diet is going to look different. You know, there's no one single solution to this complex issue and complex body because everybody, everybody is different. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And emotionally and psychologically, you know, some people love meat and potatoes. Like I can think of a client who just like thrives off of meat and potatoes. I'm not that person. Right. So to recommend to that person like, hey, you should stop eating meat is like, hey, you should stop breathing. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> basically what you're telling them. Like, so. In that case, like, I wouldn't recommend that, you know? Sure. A lot of times, though, uh, when you do bring more awareness to it, you can realize that some of those things are just habit. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe that's the way you were raised. Mm -hmm. And, you know, or always having to clean your plate. Some people think they have to do that. Um, and that's something, you know, in the way that you were raised. 
Right. Uh, maybe, you know, for, or, you know, uh, so it's, it yeah. also is really to me, you know, like we talk about education. I'm reading this book right now called End of Overeating. It is fascinating. I highly, highly recommend. I forget who writes it, but it's a it's a great book. It's it's very detailed. This is not an easy read. Like I usually like to go for an easy read. This is not an easy read. <laughs> but it talks about how the food industry really tried to hijack our brain. So when you combine salt, sugar, and fat and provide it in the right balance, we crave more. You know, how many times do we open a bag of chips and before we realize it, it's gone? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not Why me, but are I've heard that. Huh? Not me, but I've heard that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I can't help it. When I open a bag of chips, I end up eating the whole thing. <laughs> it's hard. And, you know, why are things like salted caramel popular? Mm. If you think about it, that has all three components of salt, fat, and, sh- you know, salt, fat, and sugar. Right. So when you combine the three, it's dangerous because our brain wants more and more and more, especially when it's provided in the right balance. Yes. And that's how these like food industries tried to sell like the processed food. Their goal is to find that perfect balance. So we crave more and more and more Mm -hmm. like even things like cereal. You look at the level of sodium in some of some of the stuff that we consume. It's ridiculous. Reason why? Because they understand the, the 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 magical process of sugar, salt, and fat combined makes our taste buds want more and more and more. So when you become aware of that, you become aware of what's in front of you. You know, when you look at the, the processed food labels and you see like high sodium numbers with high fat and high sugar, even if it's a fake sugar, it still counts as sugar, added sugar. And then you're like, oh, this is made. So then we crave more and more and more. And then so you maybe stay off and find an alternative solution that doesn't have as much. So then you don't continuously eat. The food industry's goal is for us to mindlessly just eat more and more and more, mm-hmm. which has led to the obesity issue in America. I mean, that's really easy to see. Um, but obviously, nobody's doing anything about it. You know what I mean? Like we can we talk and, and it's it's fitness and the diet industry is guilty of actually fueling that they haven't provided a solution you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because at at the end of the day unfortunately it comes down to money so we as the professionals in this field who really want to help we need to speak against that and we need to provide information to combat what's being sold out there in the market because we don't have the marketing powers like these big corporations have Mm -hmm. and so to make a light you know make make this situation and and shine a light on it we have to talk about it to kind of let people start make the the best solution i think is to get our clients and get the people that's listening to this this podcast to start think in terms of food a little differently Mm -hmm. you know (sighs) what are you thinking about well, it's so many things. I'm thinking about days when I eat better, I feel better. I want to start really taking notice mm-hmm. to, you know, to that uh, because you know you do. You those the snacky foods are the are the tricky part for me right now. So it's those little things in between where you were saying earlier about um, eat when you're hungry. You have to be really careful with that too because how many times have you waited until you're hungry mm-hmm. and then you just 
eat. You just really, really eat with because your it, you know your your blood sugar drops maybe, and you're just feeling so hungry. My kids do that; their blood sugar will drop, and they're just ravenous. So you know that happens to so many of us. Um, and right. Then, and I think in terms of hunger, right, like this is something that I've noticed recently is when you're hungry, it's so easy to grab something that's in front of you. Yeah. Even if it's if you know that this is not something that you would typically eat. Right. So like vending machines. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you go to a vending machine and when you're hungry, you look at something that like the packaging looks familiar to you. So then you buy it. But I think intuitive eaters would get to that state of hunger and say, you know what, I'm hungry. What will hold me over? You know, when when is my next meal going to be mm -hmm. and what would hold me over till the next meal? Right. And they think in terms of, you know what, protein mm -hmm. will hold me over. So out of these snacks, what would have the most protein? You know what I mean? So that to me is the process of intuitive eating is not just going after something that they're familiar with or something that that looks good, but being able to think, think through the process of when the next meal is going to be and finding something that's going to hold them over something that has protein or high protein and, and going for that. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And same thing with intuitive water drinking, right? Like it's like you're thirsty and, and you're craving something fizzy let's mm -hmm. say right so then you go walk over to the vending machine and you see soda right um and and then you think to yourself if you're an athlete you think to yourself like okay like i have i have a long practice coming up what is going to be what is going to be more beneficial for me there's water there's gatorade there's soda you know what's going to be good for me right now well, you have to be able to assess the situation. Like, is it a really hot day? Because if it's a really hot day, Gatorade water now is probably going to be more beneficial than actually a simple water. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously water is better, but you also have to think in terms of fueling your body in a certain situation. So there's no one solution to every problem. There's different solutions to different problems, right? So being able to kind of navigate through those situations and making good decisions um, is going to help them in the long run. You know, it's, it's one of those things like intuitive eating sounds great. It sounds like a fantastic idea, but it's not like intuitive eaters do small things really well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And over and over and over again. In any situation they face, they have a thought process that they can lean on to make, you know, make an appropriate decision. I wouldn't say the right decision, but appropriate decision for themselves. Whereas if you don't have that capacity, you probably will just go for something, you know, that's really quick and that's really easy and that's really accessible, mm -hmm. which is basically what the food industry wants you to do. Right. That's where, you know, um, just staying ahead of it, planning ahead, planning your meals ahead, bringing snacks with you, mm -hmm. you know, packing some snacks, throwing them in your even keeping things, you know, in your car for those times when you're hungry and you can't get to food. And so you don't stop. Right. And if you notice, like in our office, we don't really keep food around here. Right. You know, and the part of it is because like if I had it available, I know that I will eat it. Right. So all the snacks that I have are either necessity, like my breakfast items or protein powders. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And then on these only snack the athletes has access to is like freeze pops. Now, I know that's they're not the best thing, but they're <laughs> not the worst thing either. Unless right. they eat like 10 a day, you know, <laughs> but like. Those kind of things, like create an environment where you know that you can succeed mm -hmm. and, you know, surround your house with 
you know, healthy snacks that you wouldn't want to have around you. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling more inspired. I've been inspired. Um, these podcasts inspire me a lot too, but yeah, especially now. So my, um, my challenge for the listeners this week is to start on this journey of intuitive eating. Understand that you're not going to get there next week. You're not going to get there tomorrow. You may not get there for another two, three months, but start somewhere, right? So what, what can you do today to inch closer to being an intuitive eater? Would it be first assessing where you are today? Mm -hmm. Would it be figuring out like what you lack on daily basis? It may start with a food log, not to track calories or anything, but just writing down what you eat on daily basis. So then you can see that like you're low in protein or you're not eating enough vegetables or fruits. And if you need information on how much serving, so how much you should be eating of each, reach out to us. We'll be more than happy to help you, depending on your lifestyle, whether you're active or you're mostly sedentary, like those recommendations will vary. Um, or do you need to reach out to some you know nutrition coaches like me and, and then seek for guidance? I'll be more than happy to help with that. Um, so think in terms of where you can go from here, the step closer, right? So when in, in nutrition and fitness world, we tend to jump. That's what people like to do. They, they want to jump to the other side, restrict as much as possible, go to the craziest workout. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Those have a high rate of failure rate. And, and then, you know, that's, that's not where you want to be. So take a small step forward and, and let's, let's start from there. Do you think we covered a lot today? I, I think you covered, yeah, so much. I talked about good, like good 29 stuff. minutes and you talked about it. I minute. know. I said a lot of uh-huh, uh-huh, but you were doing so great. I didn't need to jump in. <laughs> 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 well, next week, let's have you talk more, dudes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening as always. We will see you next week. Bye, everyone.